This future CEO's conversation is brought to you by Careers24. Careers24.com. Get a career you can be proud of. Future CEOs on CliffCentral.com. Okay. Hello, ladies. Hello. Okay, my name is Subimbo. I'm uh, an executive director and a co-host on Future CEOs, which plays Thursday from 2 to 3 on Cliff Central. So please download podcasts or go to our website and and listen to today. Mm. So what we've been doing since the beginning of the morning, having panel discussions, but this one is specifically in celebration of Women's Month. So it's going to be a women's forum. Yes. (laughs) I love it. So these women, they're such great mentors. They're aspirational and they're inspirational. So it would only be fitting for them to share stories and impart experiences about what it's like to live and have a great proactive career and to be able to give back because that's what we're all about. So without any further ado, on my right is Mrs. Lindy, PBS Executive HR. Mm-hmm. Correct? Give it up, girls. Give it up. Thank you. And then in the middle here, we've got Utato, a social entrepreneur of Rikata and 712. Give it up. And last, but certainly not least, a dear friend of mine, Candy Tottel, Head of Corporate Affairs at Tokasan. Give it up. Thank you. Okay, ladies, thank you so much for your time. We've got 40 minutes, and this is, as Gareth said, interactive. So whatever questions you want to pose, please. But also, let's take time to take it in and to listen to each other's stories. It's Women's Month. Some people say it's a sham. Some people say it's a waste of time. Should we be doing this? Is it a waste of our time to be celebrating Women's Month? Or should Women's Day be every day? What do you think? Kick started off, Sis Lindy. I think it's a time to stop and take stock of where women are today. Yes. Um, I think it's not just about pom-pom breakfasts uh, and high teas. It is about a moment of serious contemplation of the journey I've had. Now, when I read stuff that says that in our country, only 18% of women sit on boards, it's a time to talk about that. When I read stats from the World Economic Forum that say it's going to take 117 years for women to earn the same amount as men, I say it's time to have the conversation. Damn! Wow. Tato. As she's mentioning, you know, there are quite a lot of stats that as women we're not even aware of mm. how society sees us. So mm. it's not about you climbing uh, the career ladder that you want or you becoming a mogul uh, as an entrepreneur, but mm. it's what is actually happening in the environment that you're trying to build your business. Mm. So as a woman, it is important, Cicelindi, as you said, you know, to sit down and, and be conscious of the kind of decisions that we're making as women, mm-hmm. whether in business or you're in a career, you need to get who you are and define that in a way that you can be audacious in your goals and say, this is where I want to be at the age of 30, at the age of 40, because that, ladies, is how we build careers that land us up in positions where we can be on the board of directors. Mm -hmm. That doesn't happen by luck. It happens by us planning and out executing the men. And if we don't do that, then no one else is going to do it for us. Love it. Candy. I think from a point of view of, of Women's Month, when you say, do we need a Women's Month? Do we need a Women's Day? I think it's important to go back to why we actually commemorate Women's Day and the Correct. long journey that women have traveled over, over many years of being treated as second-class citizens yeah. um, and the struggle that, that women have had to go through in order to be recognized as individuals and independent people in Love their that. own right. So in my opinion, and ever since I was a small child, 
that to grow up in a household where my dad was an artist and my mom was a career woman. So I thought that's how the world worked. Um, and then as I got a little bit older, I was exposed to friends at school. It was a, such a shock and a yeah. surprise to me that all these women, these mothers, were stay-at-home moms. And yeah. the dads went out to work and the mom stayed at home and she cooked and she cleaned and she did all the housework and everything for no money. <laughs> and um, so, so that's the background that I come from. So every year in my household, we have not only commemorated Women's Day and Women's Month, even though in this country we're only officially doing that in the, in the 90s, but, but we've celebrated the fact that women have, were successful yeah. in the struggle, in overcoming the legacy that the past le has left us with, and it's a legacy that we all still sit with today. Mm -hmm. So I don't think that Women's Day or Women's Month is anything light, but as a celebration of winning, of women winning at life. Yeah. And I think that that's just looking out at all of you lovely ladies out there and some of the men, not to say that I'm a feminist, I'm more of a womanist, so I'm not to the exclusion of men, but wow, you know, look at us today. Here we are as women, we can do anything we want, anything we want. We don't need anyone to give us permission to do anything. And all we need to do is to dream and to have other people believe in us. And that's how I see it. We were talking earlier on about career pathing. And as women, we're very unique in our needs and what we actually give back. We're mothers, we're wives, and we want to be empire, empresses Absolutely. at the end of the day. How is the dynamic of just being a woman in the priorities that we have? Mm. Anybody else? Opening up to anybody? Mm. For me, the opportunity that I have and that I believe I have, I have because I believe I have them. That's yep. the first thing. And secondly, I take responsibility for actualizing whatever it is I want. I am not for one minute saying that there are no obstacles. We do not need to stop and take stock. Yes, celebrate the journey to now, but also think about those people who paid it forward when they marched to the union buildings. How are we paying it forward and paving the way? And how do we teach people how to live their best lives? For me, it was choosing a king for a partner. Yes, my husband is a king. Um, and that way, I get the support that I need because a queen has got to sit on a throne, whether that is in career or at home. Um, and having the support that I need in friends who become sisters, in colleagues who become mentors, in the lady who helps us and who's been looking after my kids 13 years, I'm not afraid to ask for help. One of the things that I find with women, we think that we've got to be everything, we've got to do everything, we've, ne we've got to never show weakness, otherwise it's going to be abused. You must ask for help, you'll get help. From that is, that's what's helped me. Turtle? As women, we fail to be intentional about our success. Mm. It's about what are our intentions? How do, we, how do we want to be successful? And so once you start thinking of how women have been portrayed in our, in our society, we've been portrayed as these people that can juggle. But I can't juggle a whole lot of things. You know? Oh, you don't want to. Oh, I don't want to, yeah. quite frankly. Correct. Um, and, Correct. and the thing is, you need to be able to identify who it is that you want to become. Mm. And once you know who it is you want to become, then you need to understand who to surround yourself with, be it a team, be it your king. And tell those people that, you know what, I'm trying to become this person and this is what I need. Because in order for me to be intentional about my success, I need specific things that I'm good at. And I need to believe, as she said, Absolutely. I need to believe that there are opportunities that are readily opening for me to get a hold of them. And so for me, that's been quite a key thing in my own journey. Secondly, it's, it's 
wanting to become what we call a high performance individual. Mm. Yes. So as much as we are women, we cannot take away from the fact that we are human first mm. and foremost. And yeah. so we have the capacity to execute on a level that men can. And so if, if we can perform, you're not only working at a, at a level where you think of yourself as a woman that works in Gauteng, you know, locally in your country, but then you become a woman that looks at work on the continent. And Love so it. that's a powerful thing that has helped me. Mm. And Candy, to be a woman, your career, what does that mean to you? I think it's an immense privilege to live in this day and age where you can be like myself and be a single parent. I've raised three children. Two of them are girls. Yes. And, um, no and easy feats. <laughs> and we've lived in a, in a single household for many, many years, since the late 90s. And with being a mom, wanting to be fully present for your children and your family yeah. um, has been a bit of a challenge. Yeah. But it's also, I get to take all the credit. Um, <laughs> so there's nobody out there that I need to wow. share the successes of my children with. And I... Um, wow. In a very selfish way, I'm, I'm kind of pleased about that. And unapologetic yes. as well. <laughs> yes, we love it. Yeah. Okay, we can't deny the fact, ladies, and I'm sure you ladies in the room will agree with me, that there are the syndromes of pulling her down, mm. that there are the syndromes of Queen Bee. What is the threat? Yeah. What are we afraid of? I Why is it so easy to bring another woman down? Look, it's the conversation that no one wants to have. I mean, I've walked into a room yeah. and I've seen the faces that women have. Yeah. Um, they're not saying it. Yeah. It's almost like unspoken hate and people don't talk about it. Yeah. Some people don't talk about it. But I think it's important to also understand what conversations do you want to have. I'm not interested in, in the hate conversation, but what I'm interested in, in, I had a conversation earlier on with one of the guys on my team and he was talking about how as women we need to always ask ourselves, who are, whose shoulders are we standing on? Who's your back? Candy? And secondly, who's standing on shoulders? Yes. So if you start thinking in that kind of way, then you start understanding that, hang on, my shoulders actually need to have a solid foundation. Yeah. So am I able to get into conversations with other women and build them? Yes. Mm. Am I able to get into conversations with and, and connect them to people that I know will open their doors? Mm. Correct. Um, and so it is that kind of mentality and that kind of culture that as women, we need to be conscious of breeding because mm. it doesn't happen if we don't do it. Mm. So if you're mentoring someone, if someone is an intern, bring them to Leader X. Mm. Why are they not here with you? So mm. be conscious about some of the things uh, uh, that we do to build each other. Mm. It uh, reminds me of a saying, Shlevi just reminded me of that. It says, behind every successful woman, there's a tribe of other successful Absolutely. women who have her back. Yes! Um, the Queen Bee Syndrome, I'm well aware of it, and in a big corporate environment, such as the one where I operate, also with having more than 52% of our workforce being women, there is, there is an element of competition, um, yeah. obviously, among women. But I think, well, in my experience, in any case, it's few and far between. There's definitely a feeling of sisterhood with women, and, and especially as you as you have women reporting to you and women subordinates, mm. there's the definite feeling of wanting to nurture talent. Yes. Um, and if your team, and my team is to be comprised of all women, which is phenomenal, that if my team succeeds, it's a reflection on me. Yes. And if my team does not succeed, yeah. it's a reflection on me. So I make sure that we all get the support that we need. And it filters through, it becomes a culture. It does. 
Let's talk about remuneration. Oh, yes, please. Money, money, money. <laughs> Why is it still so hard? And I am working in the entertainment industry, which is so clear-cut and so hardcore of men, especially the white males, will always be paid triple as much as a black female, no matter that I've been in the industry for over 20 years. Gone. Yes, it is. I'm sure you earn more than me. <laughs> <laughs> That's a fact. <laughs> 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 So let's talk about payment. Why in 2016, ladies, are we still fighting for pay in I the mean, world? It is, it is a topic close to my heart. Bring it on, HR. 19, <laughs> 1993, I did my LLB thesis. And guess what it was on? It was on gender discrimination against women in the workplace. It could be written today. It would be the same script, just different actors. And one of the hypotheses around that is around gender role stereotypes. Uh, women keep home and they take care uh, and men take charge. And so because men take charge, <laughs> they've got a lot more to do with their money. And your money supports something else. And there's an assumption that we are all in units mm -hmm. where somebody is taking charge and take care. And so what you bring home takes care. That is the essence and the origin of the gender role stereotyping that finds its way into how we reward and remunerate today. Doesn't take account of the fact people like Candy who are doing it for themselves and by themselves. By the way, it is irrelevant because it's equal work for equal pay. And so I'm glad that the government has taken the trouble to introduce it, understanding our history from a race perspective, understanding the path of women and saying that this will not be tolerated. But this is why it happens. And who's making the decisions? So when I go to a remuneration committee, whichever one that I sit on, uh, bringing and requesting the mandate for people, decision makers, take a wild guess. Men. They're not particularly invested, and I love men. You must understand that I love men. But they're not particularly invested in our emancipation. Correct. And that is the reason why there has more women taking up these positions. Correct. So that when we make these kind of decisions about people's careers, people's reward, people's remuneration, we make it in the full understanding of the diversity of the people who interact and work with us. Yes. Ms. T. Remuneration, especially as women, it needs to happen. It's a conversation that needs to happen on a practical level. So if remuneration was a topic, the first thing that I would say is, what do I want? Mm. So as women, I've noticed, and I, and I do this because That's I so have true. two businesses, I've sat across from people and I've asked them, how much do you want? Yeah. Now, the answer usually comes in a form of, I'm not sure, I don't know. And it's, it's not a bad thing. It just says you haven't thought about what is it that you You're want. Worth. Your worth. Absolutely. So your value. as women, I think we need to start having uh, time with ourselves and saying, what is it that I want? And not just from a remuneration point of view, but think long term. Yeah. So if you're going to be, you know, getting paid, what are you going to be investing mm. in? So those uh, are some of the things, conversations that happen way before you even start negotiating for your mm. salary. Are you planning on buying a house? Do you want to have uh, investments? And if you do, what is the value of the house? What kind of investments are you looking at? And so how much do you need? So you're not basing your salary off of what car you want, which is not an investment. You're not basing your salary off of, well, I have two years experience. It's not about that. Think long term because people say, I want to be rich. That's not a goal. I'm saying I want to be a millionaire by the age of 30. That's a goal. Mm. So once we talk remuneration, know what you want. 
because you back that up with this is the kind of investments I want to make and for, for me to get there to be earning this much salary this year in the next two years I need to have an increment or I need to go and be an entrepreneur and get paid however much which is a decision but on a practical level what do you want? Power. Candy. I think that the real glass ceiling that we hear spoken about so often is actually the remuneration issue. And that's what women have been bashing their heads against for at least the last 30 years. And so we are in leadership positions, certainly. And, and we are decision makers. But the glass ceiling is the pay parity mm. issue. Mm. Yeah. Um, and Correct. There is so much work to be done until while we can make our decisions, we can be independent as women, we need to learn how to demand to be treated with fairness and equality. And that's where, what it comes down to. And I believe that it starts within ourselves that we, as you guys were saying, need to understand our own worth. So we need to understand the rules of engagement in business. And, and men seem to come born knowing what the Absolutely. rules of engagement are. <laughs> so true. Women have to learn. So true. We also have to having a fear of being disliked. It's not about approval. We don't need everybody to like us. That's also what I find is, is a kind of like people are reluctant to speak their minds so because true. they're afraid that they won't, be, they won't receive approval yeah. in return. And I mean, even the, in the conversations. So I think structurally, there have got to be just and fair processes that re result in, in other words, you can trust that the processes that the determine your reward correct. are just and fair yes. and won't discriminate against you. But equally... I think you've got to know what you are worth. You've got to research. You've got to understand. And then being less apologetic. You know, when I see women having conversations about having taken on additional responsibility but no reward and so forth, for every five men that I see who have that conversation with me as part of advocacy for a review of their pay, there's one woman who has that conversation. Yeah. And yet for every one man who's taken on additional responsibility yeah. without pay, there are five women who've done that. So, exactly. you know, we, 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 we've got to be less apologetic um, without being brash about it, but with a full understanding of what we are worth. We understand these things. People are headhunting you all the time or you are tendering for opportunities all the time. Just know what you're worth and don't sell yourself short. Anybody want to ask anything? Gareth? <laughs> I'll ask in a bit. There's a question here. Hi, uh, my name is Stand Naz. up, my love, so we can see your beautiful soul. Hi. Hi. <laughs> Hi. Um, my name is Naz, and I'm an entrepreneur. And I think my question to you is, so it's one thing being, you know, wanting to lead or wanting to be one of the guys up there. I think a lot of the women out there lack confidence. And what would you give as advice to them? So, <laughs> this one blows my mind. I can't see one woman here who isn't beautiful, who isn't resplendent, who isn't talented. I, I struggle with that notion of a lack of confidence because I've never suffered from it and I've never suffered from it because I know who I am and I know who I am because I know who, whose I am. And one of the things, I mean, you will have situations that make you lose confidence, whether it's because you're being undermined in a business deal or undermined in the workplace, but I take time to refill myself daily, not monthly, not periodically, daily, 
The first thing I wake up and say, I affirm to this universe who I am, what I'm about, and what this day will be. I think that is a very, very important thing. It sounds silly, but it's very real. When you say, and you say your affirmations about yourself, and you affirm yourself, you walk out there in the full knowledge of the glory and resplendence of the talents that you embody and that you bring into any space. I think it's also important to be a master of your craft. Know what you're talking about. That for me, I mean, is it. I, if, if I walk down this Queen Bee thing, some people think that that might be me, but it is not. It's just because I know Jay. Jay? Yeah. Ah! <laughs> uh, 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 Tato, Candy, anything to add? Confidence, women and their confidence. I have a word. Uh, it's a made-up word. It's called interiority. Mm. And um, what that really implies is that you, you can be the still point in the storm. Mm. Um, and it's all about exactly what Lindy was saying, that to have a sense of self, mm. be the best self you can be, because there's only one of you, and let the other things happen around you. And I call it interiority. Mm. Love it. Yeah. May I weigh in very quickly? Can I be well, a little bit more pregnant? Wait till you and then you... Okay. Let him wait. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think as women... If you, if you don't have confidence, it comes from a place of fear. Um, and it might be fear of who you are. Fear of, I don't know if I can really do this. And I'm not really sure if I'll, I'll be able to. And so I think in dealing with confidence, you almost have to go to the root cause as to why is someone not confident? Can you not do your job? Maybe you, you don't have skills to actually execute on whatever you need to do. And then you have confidence that isn't from what you know, but it's from who you are. There we go. So self-affirmation self is, I mean, we can laugh about it and we can think, you know, she's just stomping her mm. foot, but she's doing it mm. because she really... <laughs> so yeah. um, practical things for you to do, take sticky notes, mm. write how beautiful you are. If people have commented more than a hundred times about what gorgeous eyes you have, remind yourself. You know, every time you look in the mirror and say, you know, actually, I'm so beautiful. My eyes, my goodness, yep. today they look even better. Yep. So get a couple of sticky notes. I've seen it on, uh, there's a show called Being Mary Jane. Some mm. of you have seen it. She has sticky notes all over the place. Do that. Do practical things. I've also heard of, uh, uh, that said, a lot of successful people take 10%, mm. take 10% of of their income and they put it towards self-development. Yes. So if you if you lack confidence and that for you it's not a weakness but it's an opportunity to say you know Wonderful. go to workshops that teach you how to be self-confident. Mm. Go be the person uh, coming to the Santa Convention Center and you're shouting I'm powerful whatever do it but spend money if that's what you want to be if you want to be confident pay money and be that person that is willing to show up as the best version of yourself. I'm getting goosebumps. I'm getting yes. goosebumps. I love it. Gareth Armstrong, yes. I do that all the time, by the way. I go and flex in front of a mirror. Um, just very, very quickly. I have three sisters. I'm the big brother. I have a mother who's divorced. And I see the confidence thing happening all the time. And what happens with you ladies, it seems, is that, I mean, there's multiple levels idea of confidence. There's a top level, and I want to talk about that top level. But then you have self-worth and self-esteem, and I think you've addressed it very nicely. You did also speak about your abilities. A um, definition that I'd like you all to write down. Write it down, please. Mm. Confidence is trust in processes that work. Mm. Wonderful. Or, or processes that produce results mm. for you. Yeah. Trusting in processes. 
And so that really yeah. goes to the, the top here. Are you able to deliver what your tongue is wagging about? Yeah. Are you able to do that? And that will give you great confidence. Yes. Anyway, there we go. That's my little pragmatic Love addition. Love it, baby. Yeah. Um, questions. Go. Yes. Thank you, Gareth Armstrong, founder and uh, co-host of Future CEOs. Ladies. Okay, <laughs> let's move on. What's your name? Tracy. Beautiful Sorry. soul. Hi, Tracy. Um, I'd like to know how do you deal with working in an old boys club and getting to a point where um, you want to get to the top, but it is an old boys club and the rules are there, which are unspoken. And when you get there, how do you, how do you deal with that? Thanks for the question. It's a very good one. And I was talking about the rules of engagement. The rules of engagement, as I was saying, come naturally to men, so they know how to engage in the corporate environment. And they also know how to engage with each other. Mm. Typically, although a lot of women are excellent golfers, women don't play golf. Mm. So, so when you get to a particular level and, and you're encountering this barrier, what you find is that there are practical reasons why you can't be included in a whole bunch of things. And what I would suggest, you simply continue doing excellent work. Do excellent yes. work. There's a saying that says, work hard in silence. Let success make the noise. Mm. But I would continue to be a fiercely woman, fiercely feminine, and excellent at my job. Yeah. And, yeah. and actually draw attention to that. Mm. Love that. Happy, Tracy. Next question. Afternoon, ladies. Thank you very much. Um, something that concerns me that's trending these days uh, that I'd like to steer women away from, perhaps I'm old school, but it's the blessers these days. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, the points. So do you want to define it? Let's define blessers for those of us who don't know. Tato. Wow, I'm the youngest one. So, <laughs> so blessers are, it's sugar daddy. Yeah. Simple enough. You know what? We've had this kind of conversation on the show so quickly. <laughs> it's such a socio-economic problem to the fact that the parents are allowing blessers because that's the economic value they bring to the house and the household as a, as a treasure. So it's multiple-layered. Am I right, Sis Lindy? It absolutely is. You know, and I think it's difficult in the sense that we judge and, and all of those things. Yeah. And I would say that if you have the means, the capacity, the capability and the opportunity then rather go for that rather than to go for somebody who just wants to use you as goods and chattels uh, and give you a stipend or whatever the case is. For many girls, that's what it is. It's an easy way out. For many girls, it is a very real sort of challenge. Correct. And it is about the basics. It's about the bread and butter issues. In fact, it's one step away from the current debate that is happening around uh, 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 legalizing sex work because really that's what this is it is sex work yeah. one step evolved or dressed up differently a very difficult conversation and yeah. i think that we have a responsibility to all the girls in our in our in our circles and spheres of influence to make sure that they are choosing wisely some would say it's the act of an, in, an emancipated woman and they can make those choices and i respect the right of women to make them th th those choices five years from now are you going to be happy that you made that choice i mean those are the questions and the tests we need to ensure that women are making informed decisions around their bodies and the decisions that they're making to give up their power to other people power 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 next question Yes. So we are, like you said, we're playing in an environment with male decision makers, with organizations that are focusing on measurables, tangibles. But we're bringing more as women, like compassion, really listening to people. How do we take that and make it tangible when we have in those kind of C-level discussions? Mm. Who wants to... Okay, I'll that. go quickly as the person. I think the important thing is to understand that those things 
despite the fact that they are not tangible, they result in tangible outcomes and results. And very often people think that living the values, having the right culture is uh, touchy-feely and HR people want you to do that because HR people are touchy-feely. I'll have you know that at 44, this is my first HR role. I'm a business person primarily. And the skills I bring into HR is because I understand the impact that HR processes that inculcate values, that create a social fabric and contract with the employees can result in people give of themselves than they otherwise would in a different environment. So it is aligning those things to the commercial results and expectations of the organization. Last question, and then we're wrapping it up. I just wanted to find out if, well, as women, you want to nurture and you want to love and you want to be supportive to everyone around you. But what if you find yourself in a situation where the people around you don't see that there's better or you can move forward? As a woman, how do you just walk away from that kind of situation? So you're asking how, as a woman, you would walk away from a situation that is against what is the natural tendency of women, which is nurturing and how do you cope with that and, and not, I suppose, react? These questions are hard, I'm just saying. Yeah. Nothing um, you can't handle, I can only you? speak from experience myself because it's, it's not an easy thing to do. But I think that what you need, there's an, I'm, I know I keep mentioning sayings, but it's kind of how my mind works, that you get more bees with honey than with vinegar. And what that implies is that in fact, Michelle Obama, in her speech uh, recently, when they go low, we go high. Mm. And, and actually, that's the best advice I can give you, is that when you're confronted with people who are behaving in a way that is contrary to what feels right for you, mm. take the high roads, go high. Mm. Never stoop down to that level. That is not who you are. It's not what you were made of. Mm. Maintain your own integrity at all times. And, and you will see that while it is difficult... At the end of the day, you'll go to sleep at night with a clear conscience and knowing that you were true to yourself. Yes. Candy, Candy, Candy. Okay, okay. Candy, 30 seconds. Empower us. Cicely, empower us. 30 seconds. For all of you sitting down there thinking sitting up here is scary, I urge you to find an opportunity to do the thing that scares you the most. That is how we grow. That is how we expand ourselves, we develop. That is how we show ourselves that we can do it. And through doing it, I'm a huge believer in, in doing and not talking so much. So I would rather, for myself as well, the advice that I would give to you, if you believe that you cannot do something, go out and do that thing. Yeah. And that little voice inside of you will be silenced. Woohoo! Sis Lindy. Don't conform to a patriarchal world or a male-dominated environment. Create your own narrative. Shape the future that you're wanting to see. Speak into the environment what you would want it to be. Don't go by the rules that you find there. Crack the ceiling. Break new trends. Yes, yes, yes. I'm one more okay, okay, ladies. I will wrap out of time. I love you so much. And this is not pull down syndrome. So, ladies, I hope you enjoyed the session. It's the Women's Forum. Womandla. And that was Lindy from PBS Group Executive HR. Candy Total, Head of Corporate Affairs, Soho Sun, and the unbelievable Tato, Social Entrepreneur. And for me, Shulimboy Arnold. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much. That was lovely. Oh, this Future CEO's conversation is brought to you by Careers24, careers24.com. Get a career you can be proud of. Future CEOs on cliffcentral.com.